Hey, welcome everybody. Welcome to the, our podcast, The Point, with me, your host, Jeff Spikes. I am, as always, grateful to be here and excited to get into it today. I'm I really want to jump through a couple of uh, a couple of topics here that are part of the series that we started last week and and really the week before, just to do a quick up to speed in case you missed the last two. You know, the first one was around Fourth of July, Independence Day, and we talked about gaining independence from the parts of us that may not want, you know, that, that aren't ready to move forward in whatever area we want to in life. And some people call it our sabotage and some people call it other things. There are all these contra constructs that we might use for that. And there's a technique that I've used to help people find, including myself find, uh, in freedom and independence by doing a declaration of independence and we, uh, for ourselves. And we talked about that. We talked about some other ways of gaining commitment and buy-in from every part of ourselves so that we can create change in our life and basically create the life we want. And that was to start us off into this, this couple week project of talking about this ninja set of short term goals. And so far the, the next episode, which was last week, we got into, which was yeah the week before. Yeah. Um, we talked about the, way to protect ourselves in a way that makes short-term goals simple because there's there's a lot of confusion out there for some people about what do we what do they do with short-term goals or long-term goals or mid-term goals and what's better and what's worse and um I, a lot of people are out there saying stop doing this and start start doing that and I'm a I'm a, along the camp of believing and understanding that most good advice is right and that timing is everything. So all types of goals are right. It just depends on what time and how we've framed it and how we're protecting it. So when we, last week, we talked about protecting ourselves and getting a framework going where we can actually work on our short-term goals. And we do this by creating this framework of having the largest frame, the largest goals that we can possibly think of really clear pictures of what these large goals are and 5, 10, 15, 20 year goals plus, like keep going. For our unconscious mind, we can't get bigger. I mean, we can't get too big. So create this huge framework. Well, and then within that, we allow that to set standards and values. We allow that and our strengths to start also creating these standards and values that have to do with how we want to live. And we look at, when we look at ourselves mentally, physically, spiritually, there's ways of being that we want to embody. And there's relational goals that we want to have. So we create this framework that keeps us safe so that as we're shedding, shedding, as we're shedding old parts, and um, I don't really call shedding, I, I really, can, I, I just did that because I thought it was funny because I was trying to say a different word, but um <laughs> As we're shedding parts of ourselves that we don't want, what's really happening in my experience is that we're redefining and creating a new relationship with ourselves. As we start taking steps to love ourselves, and that's next week that we're going to talk about with short-term goals is how we use them to start creating a new message to ourselves that is one of self-love. But we, we're given this framework with, with standards and values if you clearly know what standards you live by and you understand the values that 
you're wanting to demonstrate in your different way behaviors and your what I call ways of being. If we have that dialed in, then it makes decision making fairly simple because our decisions will always be within a positive framework that we're confident about and that helps us maintain a healthy, strong, positive, kind emotional frame. And when we have a strong emotional frame, we're able to create a positive influence on others because whoever has the strongest emotional frame tends to win in the room, right? If two people are in the room, whoever's the strongest, if it's somebody really um, depressed and sad, but it, they're really strong in it, it's going to weight the room and the room's going to feel depressing and sad. Whereas, so one can, whichever the stronger energy is, can pull each other, can pull the other into their energy. So simple ways to say that is the strongest, the strongest frame, emotional frame in the room wins, but it's not really a contest, is it? It's about being relational and positive and there's a lot of people that aren't thinking about their values. They kind of just shuck it off. They know what their values are. That's really common. The common person is going off of a set of standards or values that are created by someone else, by their church or, or their work or their family or by someone else, or just something that's an overall concept that they buy into. And it seems, for many people, just easier. They don't have to work so hard. And maybe it seems easier because they don't have to let go of many things. When I have a, a a great deal of trust with someone, or when someone's just confident enough to really tell the truth, they'll they'll be pretty quick to say, "I'm not sure I want to do anything that you're talking about because I would have to lose something I'm really attached to. I'd have to stop eating sugar to really get where I want to go physically, or I'd have to, man, if if you really want me to change my mental acuity, I'd have to give up, you know, coffee or whatever it is." They, there's something they don't want to let go of. So, you know, there's these, I used to call them hidden agendas because we're, we're not really clear on what our agenda is and why we find ourselves wanting one thing yet creating another. So when we have that larger frame and that large, and we have our standards and values, it makes it easy. We kind of, we know what we're going for. So a lot of, basic short-term goals get blown out of the water and we start working on ones that really fit. So we talked about that. So then this week we're going to talk about this idea of short-term goals and how freeing it is. Now, I think the actual topic last week was how short-term goals change so rapidly. And that's what developed that idea of the safety, right? Of creating safety in short-term goals. Well, now this week we have safety. If you've deployed those tools and you've mastered that, um, and of course, if you want help with that, you you can call you can call me, you can text, you can email, you, you can look at some of the programming that we have available. Uh, there there's so many tools, there's so many free resources, there's so many amazing resources out there. There's assessments and groups and um, places that you can go to collaborate with others. So, but what we're talking about once you have this freedom. Well, once you have the stability of the freedom from the things that you're trying to put in your way, you have this stability of understanding the larger. Now you have this freedom again to really play with short-term goals as a way of then exercising the different 
parts of us that are more beneficial or less beneficial. And we start really being able to look at how we're judging ourselves in the midst of moving forward to do something that we want to do. You know, there's, there's a statement that I've heard time and time again that says we, we won't necessarily get where we want to go with the tools that got us where we are today. Right? So if, if we're making, if we're six-figured executives, director and above, you know, it took it took work to get there, or it took a the solid, it took the education and the work and the politics and and the really learning timing and a lot of other things. There's a lot of skill that comes into becoming a, a director or above. There's a lot of skill that comes into being a manager. So as we move up into positions, if we're putting it, and I'm using that corporate framework is kind of an idea center rather than um, you may not be in that specific role. I'm just talking about how we're moving up the ladder into different metal mental frameworks. So we do this as entrepreneurs as well. So, but if you're just thinking about this director level and how we're moving through these roles, it's a, we, we can't use what it takes to become a director or vice president as it does to become a C-suite executive. A great example. I used to believe that I wanted to act, that I was going to act like the owner. If I wanted, I, extreme ownership is one of my mottos and one of the things that I still talk about today. And I truly believe in extreme ownership. Well, if we're taking extreme ownership, we can take that a little too far when we're starting to talk about roles. Because as an owner today, <clears throat> I need, I need people that are actually in positions that have the emotions and the cares and the concerns of that position. So if I was working with an executive that is ready for the C-suite, he's ready to be CEO and he's been rounding off his career. And actually there's two stories that really fit, but I'm just going to use this. He's been rounding off his career for a handful of years through different types of organizations because that will help him more globally as a CEO because this particular company has many facets to it. And so he's been working over the years to broaden his ability as part of a plan to become CEO and get his resume right. That's a great tact. Well, what happens is in this, in this planning stage is that, or, or in this extreme ownership. And when we're taking some of these things too far is as a vice president or as a director, if he's taking extreme ownership, the CFO, CEO, and COO are missing the emotional information that they need to hear from this person because they're constantly thinking, well, if I were the CEO, this is what I would want from me. Well, they didn't know what they didn't know. Now, this is really common. The particular instance I'm thinking of um, is really specific, but it's a really common opportunity when we're sitting at one level of something and wanting to go to the next. So again, we're talking about this ninja, this, uh, this great, how, what a great tool that short-term goals are and how we can use them. So one of the things is when we get into visualization is we think about what's it going to be like to be in that role. My desire, my dream is my goal is to be here. Well, let's spend time visualizing what that looks like. Well, if, as a director level or VP level, I'm 
taking on, I'm, I'm not allowing myself to feel the emotions of disappointment or of angst for my team or of difficulty with a certain relationship um, that's a supporting relationship in the, with the organization or anything else because I'm trying to be like an owner, then the owner or CFO or CEO aren't getting the, the information that they need to help them make decisions. So, but we think to ourselves, well, I want to be in that role, so I'm going to take away all their problems. But in that role, we're meant to help them see, and oftentimes they see based on what they perceive our problems to be. So there's a jump there that has to happen where it's great to think a step ahead, but not if we're cheating the step ahead of having the experience of what we're doing. That ends up coming across as immature. And sometimes that can come across to a CEO as selfish and coarse and um, because that person isn't sharing well. So um, same thing we go through in our inner work as it is in our extra work. So here's what happens with short-term goals. With short-term goals now, we're able to experiment with how do I get a better result from this particular event or from this happening? I'm, I'm, I'm not communicating well enough that is capturing the attention of the people that need it to see that I'm CEO ready. And I'm not getting necessarily the endorsement I want from my particular from the people that, from my CEO, that's going to help me elevate, either as part of their succession plan or in moving over into another position that they'd support me in doing. If I'm working as an as an entrepreneur, which I am, and I'm working with peers, and I'm looking at elevating myself, some of the common feedback I might get is that I'm not thinking, I'm thinking too big on the execution level, and missing some pieces here that are critical to unfold or unwrap what's needed to be known to get to the next level. So we can use short-term goals. So I want to be at 500,000 a month in sales revenue versus 250,000 or 100,000 or whatever the numbers are. So I want to have a an increase in my monthly revenue in my company. And how do I get there? Well, if I keep thinking in the framework of what it took at, to make 250 or 100, I'm not going to see the answers of what it takes there. However, if I stay in that and at least think through the problems, I can then ask the right questions about the problems and I can start, those are short-term goals of solving problems. And if I'm excited about knowing I can reach that level, I can start unwinding and working on ways to address these problems by using our strengths and different strategies and techniques and maybe ideas from other people. But we start gathering ideas of people that have done what we're doing. We can start, there's all these things that we can do, but in leveraging our best self into those discussions, into those situations, we can try different things in a less threatening environment. Because if we're trying to increase our, our revenue and we're stable, so if we're stable at whatever level we're at and we're wanting to go to this level, we can experiment to get here. And to get here would be exciting. To get halfway would be exciting. And we can work with different techniques to make these moves. 
So that's what that's the ninja of short-term goals. That's the ninja. You can change the short-term goals quickly. We talked last week about how short-term goals change themselves based on circumstances quite often, and that's why we need the safety net. That's why we need that safety net of maintaining our 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 standards and our values. That's why we need the safety net of knowing where we're going in a bigger picture so we don't make a bunch of short-term goals that are counterproductive to that hierarchy hierarchy higher arching larger goal. Okay. So here's a I'm going to throw one more example. Last week I talked a little bit about uh physical fitness, wellness, mental physical wellness and emotional wellness. And <clears throat> I once I knew where I wanted to go, I could play around with short-term goals and I could play around with different ways of figuring out how to motivate myself to get in the gym, how to motivate myself, how to in in having really solid repetitive consistency with different behaviors, how to alter and change those behaviors to work around an injury and not quit, not give up, not have and make sure I didn't have doctors that said, Oh, you should stop doing these things. And I got to start turning things around differently. But the next goal I have, I start I started talking a lot about weight last week. And my next goal is to not worry about the scale anymore and to stay concerned about where I just am and how I feel and how I look in the mirror. And that's it. Maybe how my clothes fit, but that's kind of that's about how I feel. And that that's another goal. Well, to get there, I'm going to do more work on the scale in crushing and really, again, doing more body composition work to learn more about how body composition works based on what's going on with me. And then I've had some blood work results that are different. And so now I have some short-term goals of playing with different foods to figure out what help, what works for me in, on, you know, sugar levels, right? Because there's, so I'm having some interesting things came up in my blood work with sugar now for the third time. So it's given me other things while I still have this exciting large goal, but now I get to have shorter goals of what that looks like for a while. I got to actually eat, entirely different and eat a whole lot more food and try and bulk and do other things. And that was a ton of fun. So, but that was again, a short-term goal. And instead of riding these huge, crazy hundred, hundred plus pound, crazy waves of weight, I'm running a a very healthy range of weight um, that I want to tighten. So my next goal is to tighten that, to narrow that as I continue to, to, increase muscle and decrease fat and um or to maintain that it's not even about that anymore it's more about maintaining crushing and coming back crushing and coming back and just keeping within i love that saying john madsen when he said that i felt like freedom rang it was like you just want to get to optimal and then allow yourself to always stay within six to eight weeks of optimal well I've, I've stayed at eight weeks or six weeks, probably eight weeks, a little too long for my comfort level. And I'm going back, but to, towards optimal, but I, it's such, what a lot, what a beautiful life, right? What a beautiful thing for me. So my next goal is to move into not worrying about the weight, not concerning myself with the weight and continuing forward and starting to worry more about what I look like and how I feel. So <clears throat> That's a whole nother goal that I now get to set small goals to and exercise myself forward in different ways. And I don't mean exercise. I mean, exercise Exercise to me no longer means, when I talk about physical fitness, I'm talking about training. When I talk about exercising my strengths, I'm talking about trying new things 
I'd love to reframe that word and let's come and have us come up with a different word for it. Any thoughts on that, please send it in. But like this idea around practicing, that's really what I guess what I call it in the book, practicing trying different ways of moving forward based on what my strengths are. Creating a new belief system. Belief is number one for me. Creating a new belief around what I'm trying to do. The, my why getting really strong and then finding those commanding things about it, finding what those bullet points are that really fire me up and help me move towards them and trying different methods to get there. Maybe even trying to access different strengths by how I pair different things together. But, and some of this just comes out of strategies, behaviors, but most of it still comes from strengths. Most of what I do still comes out of that realm. So, Anyway, that's the deal for this week. Uh, we're going to step into another realm for next week and talk a little bit deeper um, into short-term goals. I might jump into another topic and and mix it up for a minute um, through for, through July and do more of a supporting, uh, more a little bit of a like a supporting episode. But we'll see. Um, when I sit down to get creative for what the next one is, but I'm still committed. There's one or two more depending on how much I cover in the next one around short-term goals and how important they are. Once we have a safe framework to really play around and have fun and it can become exciting. It, it does become exciting and it becomes exciting to share with others because you start finding wins and finding successes and learning the nuances of how things work. So it's kind of like learning how to drive a car. And if you want to consider yourself a Ferrari, a G-Wagon, a Maserati, a BMW, a Chevy, a truck, a Corvette, whatever, a Bronco, <laughs> it think of it. What kind of vehicle do you want to be? If you're, you know, make, make a metaphor. Think about what kind of plant you want to be. Make a metaphor and think about that. And how does that affect all the different things that you could do to feed yourself differently, to create new realities for yourself? It can be, it can just be fun to think about different ways of perceiving things and different ways of moving forward. So, um, and it can be fun to collaborate and, and do that with others too. So when we start having fun, it's no, it's no longer a grind. It's no longer a grind and we can relax into it. So um, one last thing, cause it's come up this last, it's come up, we're, I'm entering um, the f phase four of a, a little bit larger engagement, like a midsize engagement. And um, we're down to the measurement stage. We're in the final phase where we're going to start measuring and um the other exciting thing that short-term goals do is they give us a, a, we get to stack little wins. And when you're learning to love yourself and which is setting the stage for, for the next episode, really, but when you're really learning to love yourself, all these little micro goals, all these little micro wins, as we stack them, we start developing a new story that really does create momentum in our, in our life. And, um, we have a lot of wins that aren't even a goal yet that if we start stacking them, it makes it even easier. So all we're doing is fueling the fire of motivation in our life. 
People say, man, I don't know why I can't get motivated. Well, because we don't fuel the fire in, an, in, an, in, an, in a way that works. So have a great week, everybody. We will see you next week. And I look forward to it. Peace out. Thank you for joining us for another amazing episode of The Point with me, Jeff Spikes. The greatest compliment you could give me is liking, loving, and sharing this episode with all your friends. So please, if you're on Spotify, iHeart, or iTunes, leave a five-star rating and review. If you're on YouTube, like and subscribe. Make sure to tag me. I love hearing from you, the listeners of this show. The links for all my social and iTunes are in the show notes. Also, if you'd like to engage with me in anything related to my coaching, consulting, speaking, or programs, please visit jeffspikes.com for everything you would need to know to engage with me offline. And lastly, thank you for your time, your attention, and your consideration. This is The Point.